and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Sober Bliss Meets. Today I'm joined by the gorgeous Fee Bell. He was also known as Soul Tipple on Instagram. Hello Fee, how are you? Hi, Gail. I'm really well today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me as well. Oh. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's my pleasure. I love our little chat. So it's really nice to share some of what we share together with everybody else. Um, yeah. So you are, as I said, Soul Tipple on Instagram. We're talking here today because there's lots of different components to your journey and how we met. So do you just want to kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you yeah sure um so hi everyone listening out there um yeah so my name is fiona but i've been called fee for quite a lot of my life so um i yeah i've been um on this journey it's actually gone about three years since i started the sober journey mm-hmm. and i think it was a podcast I listened to actually I was listening to a girl talking about having 90 days off drinking and how you could really perhaps notice a change after 90 days um 30 days um is obviously great great for your system but um but but 90 days was something that would perhaps um you would really notice the health and and mental health um, benefits so I'd already pretty much every year for about 10 years, taken a month off drinking. And um, I always really liked that time because it gave my body a rest. I've always felt a lot better. Um, But then I would go back to drinking. I would count down the days really and go back to drinking normally after that. So even though I would have lost five kilograms and I'd be feeling fantastic, I I seemed to not be able to... um, put that into you know I wasn't going to stop drinking forever Um, so then I heard this podcast and it was about 90 days and I thought okay I'm going to give that a go because I think I felt this calling inside me something telling me that my life would be a lot better if I stopped drinking and so uh, so I started giving that a go and for the first time in the kind of 10 years I, I actually sort of drank at three weeks really so um I think the 90 days seemed like too much in a way it was must have been too big a goal so um so yes I went back to to kind of back on you know on the wagon thought I'll just stop drinking again Mm. and lasted two months and felt and it just drank because some friends were in town and and felt like I wanted to join in uh and then at that point I sort of felt like I could maybe just have one or two drinks but the next weekend, I went on a date um, and it was about the third date with this guy, but I went on this date and I wasn't going to drink. I thought, oh no, I'll try it without drinking. We'd had a few dates, so I knew he was a nice guy, but um, I don't know, something was very awkward and I took, like I ordered a drink because things were awkward and um, then the food arrived before the drinks arrived and 
suddenly I didn't really need the drink anymore. We'd been chatting and everything was fine. And so it just really was a light bulb moment for me. I thought, gosh, um, I'm just drinking because something's awkward. (laughs) And I don't really want to do that again. I just thought I'm never going to drink again because something's awkward. And so after many years of partying and, um, you know, my whole backstory was very much about sort of single party girl um, in Melbourne and then in London as well. I think after, um, yeah, after many years of that, I knew something had to change. And, um, yeah, at that point it was, yeah, I definitely wanted to meet someone really nice and I felt like it was just harder the sort of the circles I was hanging out in in clubs and just didn't feel like yeah I was meeting the right sort of guys and so um, so I sort of began the self-love journey and, and thought I'll try going sober so that was um, June 2017. Oh wow. Yeah so wow. Uh, nearly it will be three years soon properly yeah. but I did begin the journey about March three years ago so and uh, yeah a few little hiccups but that was all part of the journey as well. I, I think um, I just yeah. needed to have those times where I realised really why I wasn't wanting to drink. Yeah, definitely. I agree with what you say. It's kind of giving yourself space and time to figure out what it is that we actually need, what it is that we want before we can, you know, start the journey kind of properly, if you like. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, the first sort of, uh, after three weeks drinking, the first time I, I really felt um, that was a very, un- again, it was, a, it was a decision where I knew in my heart I shouldn't really sort of be drinking just because my friends were, yeah. I felt like I was trying to join in on a, it was an Easter weekend actually. Oh, <laughs> it, really? was, um, it was like a Saturday, the Saturday and I thought, oh, well, I've got like a few days to recover if I, if I do end up getting, you know, getting drunk. But um, actually I felt a lot worse like the next, couple of days I just thought it's just it wasn't worth it and and um yeah and I definitely um felt like uh yeah for me part of the journey was very much breaking up with alcohol it was a really weird um weird journey because um something I think I, I do write a bit about this actually about my name um sort of in social circles for about 15 years actually was Chardonnay so I kind of got this (laughs) I don't know if I've ever um mentioned that I sometimes mention it on Soul Tipple about Chardonnay and so um yeah it just started one night with some new friends I made actually outside a nightclub we were waiting to get in and we were giving each other fake names and so I got called Chardonnay and they didn't really know that I you know, liked white wine. It was just, a, it, it was around the time of Footballers Wives when there was a mm. character called Sharon <laughs> And um, And then, uh, yeah, then obviously Facebook came, uh, came you know, um, into our world and someone set my name up as Chardonnay Bell. And so that, um, and I never changed it really. I thought it was quite good to sort of stay you know, a bit separate from work. Yeah. And, um, and, but then it became a bit of a persona. So my journey was very much, uh, you know, it was a lot about white wine and uh, drinking with friends and out partying, um, always organising people getting together partying. And, and so, yeah, so the, the love affair was kind of having to have a, <laughs> have a divorce, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, um, that was part of, um, yeah, some people I think probably, you know, everyone has such a different journey. I think for me, um, mm. yeah, I do remember those, those sort of nights not 
you know, forcing myself not to go out just to, to do different things and fill that time with other, other activities. And um, yeah, really, yeah, one more day without Chardonnay, <laughs> one more day and yeah. And then sort of at some point, it, um, yeah, don't think about it so much now. <clears throat> so like breaking up with, with yourself, your former self, breaking up with alcohol and going on a journey of um, self-discovery, I suppose. Yeah, it really was. It was like, I think for me, it was like starting off like a baby again. I think I've read that before too, but mm. it was like I didn't really know myself. I'd kind of just got wrapped up mm. in this persona, which in some ways probably, you know, saved me from in, in, its, in its own strange way. It sort of saves you having a, another, um, another person, another old alter ego that's, um, you know, making a lot of friends, connections. Like there was lots of stuff that was certainly beneficial in that time. And, um, you know, I don't think I would change it because there are some fairly funny stories. I'm just glad nothing bad ever really happened because it was, um, yeah, it definitely had the potential <laughs> for yeah. sort of quite a bit of, uh, yeah, carnage there. But I think, yeah, it was, it was definitely starting from, scratch again to sort of rebuild who you were or who I was um and mm. that's yeah that's definitely something I uh was a bit scared of at the time I didn't know that many people not drinking and I think that um I think that's probably part of it not really knowing what's on the other side I think yeah. when people are people think they really there's just no other option but to drink um because it's so ingrained in society and in in London life um, in Australian life, where I'm from, um, you know, there's lots of uh, opportunities to to drink, and there's very little about um, who you are without that. I think yeah. um, dating, particularly, was really hard, and um, you know, people say, "Oh, go on coffee dates," like start with the daytime coffee dates, but that was just so foreign to me. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't do it. You know, it would just be so boring. It would it feel like it just wasn't a proper, you know, catching up with someone. So, mm. um, so yeah. So I started doing. I still did dates at night, and I just not drink alcohol. Um, and it got it got easier. I do count those. You know, that first, you know, really the first sort of six months, um, particularly as practice. You know, practice dates really. I mean, it would have been great. Like, you know, if you meet someone, then that's great. But I think I was still getting to know myself and what I liked, and mm. um, having the confidence. I think <clears throat> when you look at why did you drink, I think for me, a lot of it was about um, the confidence, especially around guys. It was um, a way that I could um, just be someone slightly different, just have this yeah. uh, this really sort of vivacious energy that. Um, I still have but it's it's much calmer calmer now and it can come out when I dance to disco or something like that it's uh it can <laughs> Chardonnay will come out in a you know when she's in a costume or something like that if it's a fancy dress party but um I don't feel the yeah I don't feel the need to drink and uh, I can kind of have my own uh endorphins running and be be vivacious now but um but I do yeah. enjoy calm as well so <laughs> yeah I'm still a bit of both and um yeah I do I, yeah I think I uh, you know have so many lovely friends that I met in that time and um I've been really lucky actually a lot of um friends you know we've, we've adjusted to how things um 
adjust yeah just adjusted our relationship a bit um good so how did you actually you know start your journey after this kind of light bulb moment and you decided that you wanted to take a proper break and that you weren't going to drink um how did you actually do it and what's helped you along the way yeah so i think the initial part of it um without really realizing how i did this i think um uh, it's about for me it was about replacing um the time that i drank with something else mm -hmm. and so uh initially i i did Get a, I got a yoga membership, so I, I went made sure I was kind of getting, um, you know, getting my mindfulness and also just really moving my body as well. Um, I do, like, I remember lots of aches and pains, like, in those early days. I think mm. my body had taken quite a bit of a beating from alcohol that um, in, then you sort of take away that numbness and actually you're kind of feeling every cell in your body. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is quite um, quite sort of stiff and needs repair needs time to repair so obviously yoga is great for both those but um it was also um a, like listening to podcasts was something that i filled up my time doing and reading uh reading a lot of the quick lit books as well yeah. so uh, and then the other thing that i did that i loved in the early days was i'd always meant to do i'd heard that the artist way was a really good uh, really mm -hmm. good book it's a 12-week course on creativity and um it's got 12 weeks and it's sort of a i think it's all about recovery of recovering your creative self so it's not necessarily designed um you know for someone stopping drinking but for me i knew that i couldn't do the um i wouldn't be able to get up early to do morning pages um which is one of the things that is part of the course to to do that every day to get up in the morning and write for well, it's usually about half an hour in the start it takes um, or, or three A4 pages to sort of free write mm. um, and then take yourself on an artist date every week. But the, uh, yeah, the, the writing in the morning, like there's no way I would have wanted to get up earlier or, and even do it really hungover would have been <laughs> awful. So I think it was such a good thing to have um, to get me up in the mornings and um, even if it wasn't like super, super early, it was just such a good way to start the day. And um, you don't ever really do anything with those pages. It's not like they're like a journal really to go back to, but things do come up in them. And then, you know, you should sort of make a note of that as well. So, um, so yeah, so I, I very much did the journey on my own, I guess, would be probably what I'd say. At that time, mm -hmm. that was sort of like the start of it was March um, 2017. But around that time, it was, uh, I mean, Insta there was a few people on Instagram, um, but it wasn't, uh, it certainly wasn't as, um, you know, there's not as many resources as there is now. I think there was yeah. um, Home Podcast is one that I'll always be really grateful for. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, reading um holly and laura's blogs as well they were um super like they were you know in my ear all the time um mm. going <laughs> to all the old episodes and listening to people's stories that's you know invaluable really and mm. um so i just yeah i would feel a bit of time just getting educated on perhaps why i was doing this as well i think that's part of it um is because i i guess i didn't i, I kind of knew I had to stop because it could end up like going down a really 
sort of um, really downhill, I suppose. But yeah. at the time I stopped, I still, I felt like I still had a choice. It was, it was very much mm. sort of seeing into the future and thinking if this goes on another few years, it's, I might not be able to come back so easily. So I think that was, um, that was my realisation was that, you know, why not do it now? Well, I've got the choice. I didn't have to end up in um, therapy or, you know, rehab or, um, you know, I was, I was lucky. I just did the journey quite quietly on my own. Mm. And um, yeah. And then I think after, after a little while um, is when I, a little bit more was happening on um, Instagram, I think. And uh, I met another um, girl at a, personal development event I was at a uh, Gabby Bernstein personal development event and I was probably about three months sober then and mm. we just met in the book queue book signing queue at the end oh, and yeah just chatting and she actually told me about uh, I told her how I'd stopped drinking and how Gabby Bernstein had been a, another influence because she had talked about being in meditation and hearing this voice saying she would live a better life um, you know, life beyond her wildest dreams um, if she stopped drinking. And I, and I thought, oh, gosh, I've heard that voice too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, made me, um, it made me sort of sit up and listen and read more of her books and her, her work as well. And so, yeah, so I, I met a friend in the book signing queue. Um, met, met a girl and then she's become a really good friend actually now. She told me about Club Soda. And mm. then I went to, an, I, you know, arranged to go to an event with her. And um, so, it just, yeah, then I formed a bit more of a sober network as well because um, the first part had been, I mean, it's funny because, like, it, it was very lonely because it was hard yeah. to talk to people about it. Um, my sister's sober. One of my sisters is sober. Um, she'd been sober for four years. So she was a great support. Mm. Um, she's in Australia. So, um, so we had lots of conversations and she was very much um you know an inspiration to me really because I'd seen how she turned her life around so um I think that yeah there's there's no reason now to be alone doing you know having the taking the journey I think there's a lot of um people out there you know willing to to help share their stories there's so many support networks um, but saying that, I, I, in a way, I don't think I regret how I did it because I felt like I learned a lot about myself in that solo yeah. time. And I definitely, um, doing the artist way and having that real, because um, I'd been so used to being very um, social and out all the time that actually having that time at home, um, so it's sort of, yeah, it actually was really good, good for me, even though parts, you know, parts were quite painful. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that sort of helped me at the start and I got very creative as well, I think, with the artist's way, with writing and also with, um, it was when I really felt this need to buy a piano. <laughs> so that's been, it had been a dream of mine since I was um, younger and I kept thinking, I'll wait till I'm older and then, <laughs> and mm. I didn't know how I'd fit a piano um, in a one-bedroom flat, but uh, yeah, I got a proper proper size. Um, it's a digital piano, but it looks you know looks like a piano. So um, mm. that was the start of that journey as well. So I think um, getting sober, um, you know, again just unlocked really what I liked doing when I was younger. What um, what light you know lit me up really, and um, certainly music was something I wasn't really expecting. I was, um, I guess mm. I'd yeah that was that was because I was doing the artist way. Man mainly for my writing and mm. the music thing kept coming back to me and some of the exercises you do 
I was like hearing songs and I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of part of me that I've let, um, you know, just really quash down. Yeah. So that was, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I was always um, quite, you know, musical. So it's great. It's great now to be able to put out, um, you know, put out videos and things. And now it's a social distancing time. I um partner and I like we're, we're putting out loads of um, <laughs> loads yeah. of videos for people I mean we, we, we love doing it in our lounge room and it, it just came to me I thought oh we should just you know just share what we're doing because everyone's at home mm. alone and you know doing whatever they're doing as well so it's a nice way to connect with people through music yeah I've seen yeah. it I've seen a couple of your videos it's so <laughs> cool you're really talented both of oh, you oh thank you well, <laughs> well it's um you should have seen me when I first started playing the piano because I, I never really learned it at school I just taught myself sort of later in school and then mm. my parents got a piano when I left school um so it was only just when I'd come back from university holidays and things I'd get to play a bit but um yeah so it's it's been great like it's one of those things it practice does I don't, I don't know if I'm perfect practice does make you a lot better yeah <laughs> so, yeah just having it here is is you know it's just such a gift really mm. so, and, yeah and then I think the other thing that um that I yeah I guess has really helped me um but it wasn't something I discovered until about eight months um sober was um my love of essential oils which um was really amazing because I have um I don't know, I've always liked, you know, perfumes and smells and scented candles. I was, my, my flatmate in the past, he used to tease me about how many candles I had uh, around the flat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love, yeah, I loved all that. So I think uh, when I, I heard that, you know, essentials could be good for meditation and mm. um, I didn't really realise how good they were for so many, so many parts of, of life. So that's, um, that's been really great to to get into essential oils and uh, again I think I, I read about those in a blog or something as someone that was sober and um, it's one of those things I do I, you know would have been nice to have had earlier because I think especially spending a lot of time at home by myself uh, initially um, yeah I don't know that that would have made it perhaps a bit more comforting a bit easier uh, some of the, the journey you can go through with essential oils is is you know they can bring up emotions, but you feel very supported when the emotions mm. are coming up. So I think I probably missed, like, in hindsight, thought, oh, actually, um, yeah, I had some fairly dark nights um, when I really felt this need to be out of my body and going out mm. um, and sort of white-knuckling it, I suppose they call it, don't they, where you, you kind of have to sort of force yourself through the feelings. So, um, yeah, I think that the, the oils can help that sort of thing as well just to just to, to support keep your you keep keep calm um yeah keep your respiratory rate and heart rate keep, and they actually physiologically help with uh, regulating those as well so yeah so I think that's been a really good good part of my journey as well and something that I'm yeah now really loving teaching others about yeah it's amazing isn't it how removing alcohol from your life can open the door to so many wonderful things and things yeah. that maybe you don't not necessarily think about so you don't kind of stop drinking and with the plan to do x y and z but because the alcohol is not numbing you anymore then these things just kind of come to you naturally don't they yeah they find 
find you, I guess, don't they? I think um, they've kind of, you've got a clearer channel for things to find you, um, I think, or maybe, maybe you're, you know, you're more aware, you kind of, you're going on the journey to, to sort of look at um, who are you, what, what is your, yeah. um, you know, greatest sort of purpose in life, um, you know, is always something that I've really, really searched for and would be kind of always beating myself up over it. And then when I started thinking or getting this feeling that I should stop drinking, I was thinking, no, surely not that that's not my purpose to, to help people stop drinking. Like it was one of those things that I just this just isn't happening kind of thing and ignoring it a bit and then you know it just yeah. got louder and louder really. So um yeah, and, and I think it kind of evolves a bit how how that works in your life because I think I um I still have a lot of friends that drink. It's not um you know it's not really um an issue with us or anything unless it's a you know very drunken party then at least I know I can leave. But yeah. um yeah which is good. It's kind of a good feeling just to to sort of stay till you're ready really now rather than having to push through um mm. or kind of yeah keep waiting for the next high. But I do think that yeah definitely um with uh yeah i mean thinking about the things that unravel when you're um when you're sober i suppose you hear your intuition a little bit uh, well quite a lot better actually and that just mm. seems to, for me i don't know about you gail mine's just kind of getting louder and louder again it's just yeah. one of those things that it really in my body now i can feel uh if something feels good or not and mm. i can kind of adjust how how I'm behaving or reacting or um, it's, it's actually a real gift now to be able to, if I'm doing something a certain way and it's not feeling good, I'm like, okay, um, that's kind of an indication to look at it again. And, and it's a really, you know, it's a good thing because then you can, how, how would that be better? How would it be serving someone better if I, you know, did something a different way or, yeah. So I think that's, that's helpful too. And yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. We come a lot more aware, don't we, of, of ourselves, our feelings, and also what's going on around us when we're not kind of clouded by alcohol anymore. Yeah, I think it's just that um, it, it can take a while. I think that's yeah. something that I would sort of uh, say to people as well listening. I think that it's not an automatic thing. I think certainly around that, uh, even like I think I remember around the eight or nine months around the time I found um, essential oils but I do remember just sort of in that kind of period where I was adjusting uh, getting like I thought you know I thought I was fine and I was mm. getting a bus into town to to meet up with the friend who was she was having drinks with a lot of people it wasn't just me but um, she was over from New York and I felt like I um I just, I had to get on the, I had to just get off the bus and go back home. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of a weird feeling, like just got too anxious going into a bar. I thought, oh my God, like it's like eight months. This is crazy. But uh, that's just something that can happen at any time. Yeah. I think it's probably still happened to me in the last year at some party or another or some, some event where I just thought it doesn't feel good to go. Mm. And so I'm going to listen to that rather than push through it and, and not, um, not worry that I'm not perfect I'm not right everything's not sort of fixed itself up that there are different parts to the journey still so yeah. um yeah and that's that's okay it's just when that sort of thing happens I think it's a really good uh good chance to practice self-compassion is is the best thing I could sort of say 
um, because I can remember some of the negative self-talk I had. And then mm. if I knew then what I know now, I'd be like, oh, I should have been a lot kinder to myself that night exactly. rather than be, um, you know, thinking I was a bad friend or, um, yeah, just unreliable and those kind of words that I was using. I think it's, um, yeah, definitely a chance to practice um, self-care and compassion mm. for yourself. Yeah, definitely. It's so important, isn't it, how we speak to ourselves um and like you said a bit of self-care and self-compassion and it sounds a bit fluffy but it's not it's so important because it is a journey and there will be ups and downs and we do need to be aware of how we're talking to ourselves to avoid kind of you know falling back down into this spiral of negative self-talk and everything because what we are doing is is a really kind thing to ourselves, to our body, and it's important to to remember that, I find. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and I think, uh, I guess, that, that point where I was in my journey as well, and I think I'd taken a break from dating as well at that point because mm. things like that were, you know, there was so much... Um, of that kind of negative self-talk that sort of was still, still not, you know, not quite there. And it's, it's going to happen at any time, not just even in a relationship or not, but I felt, it found it very hard to, uh, to try and date when I was feeling like that mm -hmm. myself. So yeah. even though I stopped the drinking, there was still, yeah, so much uh, inner work to be done as well. I think that, yeah, it's not a magical cure to stop drinking. It obviously helps so many things and it starts the journey. But mm. uh, that, um, yeah, looking at other patterns that, you, you know, that I had was important as well. I definitely, um, you know, realised in... Um, it's, a, it's a funny thing because you sort of think, how can I... Um, when, I'm, when I'm single, how can I be codependent? <laughs> but that was uh, something I realised that I was because uh, I'd be fine when I wasn't dating or wasn't sort of, well, hadn't met anyone. And then I'd, I'd go on a, a date and then I'd actually get quite attached um, very quickly to, to mm. someone. And, uh, and that, that would be, and I would kind of almost give all myself and really, yeah, just like lose who I was in this kind of short period of time. So that was something I realised about six months sober and so then I thought, okay, I'm going to take a break from dating and really, yeah, look at the, these patterns and uh, just intuitively read different books. And, um, yeah, I went to some Codependence Anonymous meetings, which was, you know, really helpful for being able to vocalise my feelings. And um, that was, yeah, definitely uh, um, helpful in gaining confidence back, just actually accessing how I was feeling and then yeah. being able to sort of vo vocalise it. So, um, and yeah, then I think after um, about six months and I, it was just gone a year sober is where I met um, my now boyfriend. So <laughs> it was, um, mm -hmm. yeah, really good timing because I, I felt very, much like I'd um, gone through another part of the self-love journey mm. before I met him. And it, so many people had said to me, you know, over the years, you can't be, you can't love someone until you love yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I love myself. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's really falling, falling in love with yourself as first point of call um, is, yeah, just 
makes everything so much easier. And, and I still went to meetings when I met him uh, for another, probably another sort of eight or nine months. I think I, I went to meetings just because, you know, it doesn't solve everything, just meeting someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just things that you're you know, working through on yourself and, and learning to be in a relationship, which was, uh, you know, one that was open and communicative as well. Mm. So, yeah, there was so many parts of it that, that all kind of fitted mm. together. And, yeah, I've got lots of different, aspects to my journey that that are you know very I'm very grateful for and the people that I met along the way that that supported um supported those parts as well yeah, yeah. oh you make it sound so lovely yeah no I know what that's like as well but often the perception of sobriety is that it's going to be dull it's going to be hard it's going to be boring you're going to be forever kind of sitting on your hands and afraid to do anything but mm. you've just made it sound I know that there's been dark times and difficult times but it's also a really great opportunity to discover yourself and to love yourself again and to go on this journey and it is a journey isn't it yeah it's just it is something to be very curious about yeah. and that word has stuck with me I think I read it someone from Club Soda wrote a, a post about it and I just love that about being curious and and being curious about who you are like what's unfolding mm. and I know I'm definitely not in my body I can feel it but my mind like so many parts of me I'm not the same person I was three years ago and even a year ago I've um, I've changed, you know, through, you know, particularly through my use of, of essential oils and through my business as well. It's quite, uh, you know, you just keep um, keep growing and developing, and I think that's the beauty of it. I think without alcohol, to to have to think about alcohol as another thing, I don't know, it just frees up so much space yeah. in my mind. And um, I think the other thing that I was going to say is like when I stopped drinking, there weren't that many alcohol-free drinks around. And, mm. um, you know, now there's loads. There's so many different things people can can drink. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's a great option for people as well. If they're stopping drinking that um, you can go into a bar now and you, you know, pretty much be able to get an alcohol-free beer if, if you don't want to have that sort of social awkwardness, um, you know, you can pour it into a pint in the, yeah. in the um, you know, in at the bar before you see your friends or there's, there's, I do remember that awkwardness. Like now it's just not even an issue to go up to the bar and order an alcohol-free drink. It does, I don't have any shame about it or anything. And I, but I do know that I did. And so, mm. I'll, you know, I, would, I, I do remember those days feeling like I would, there was something not quite right with me. But, um, yeah, that's definitely, again, practice that, you know, the first time for everything, yeah. um, you know, it all does get, it does get easier. And, yeah, just being curious about who's on the other side. And, mm. yeah, and also I think if, I just want to sort of also mention as well, if, if people are dating as well, like to know that there is someone out there looking for your qualities. So the more honest you are about who you are, um, you know, the better, because I think, I always thought I was a party girl <laughs> that was me and I thought oh it'd just be great to meet someone who liked going out partying or didn't mind if I did but you know that probably really wasn't me um, mm. deep down um, you know maybe in 
you know, my younger days it was, but it definitely went on for too long, really. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, um, yeah, having time for all the other things that I love doing, like my mm. music and writing and um, having more time for you know, quality conversations with friends. And, uh, yeah, I love um, country walks, all that sort of stuff. Um, I used to do before, but I'd always be racing to get to the the uh, pub at lunchtime for a drink really so it's nice yeah. to have that um just to feel really good in your body when you're walking and mm-hmm. um yeah that, that's something that I know you can relate to the the feeling of nice walks and yeah, yeah hopefully we'll be able to get some really long ones in soon <laughs> hopefully I know yeah I was the same with walks because I used to you know take my son out for a walk or take the dogs out for a walk because they needed to go out and do their ways and things but I was always rushing to get back to my beer so mm. I would cut the walk short uh, if my son was saying oh let, let's just go a bit further or look at that or I want to play here I'd be like no no come on we've got to get back we've got to get back and it was just so that I could get back and carry on drinking again and it it just spoiled everything and I appreciate now what it is to go on a long walk and just be in nature and not have to rush back and just to be in the moment with yourself and you know experience what's going on and not have to worry about anything else and I can't believe that I used to rush those walks to get back to drinking when they're so important to me now yeah I think that's that's so true I definitely um yeah have a new appreciation for Mm. moving my body as well and I think it comes in stages as well what parts um what what parts heal first as well um because I think for me I'm still one thing I'm probably still working on is is exercise because I think luckily with drinking I lost weight and I've you know I lost like 12 kilograms or something I've been able to keep it off um yeah which is amazing and I just keep it off with you know healthy eating which I feel like eating healthily now and Mm. you know if I eat the odd chocolate or crisps it's uh it's not um not the end of the world by any means (laughs) it's um yeah so I think um yeah that's one thing I'm sort of trying to get back into yoga and obviously um it's good at the moment with the social distancing being able to have a little bit more time at home and lots of people are sharing their yoga skills which is really nice to to be able to tap into different friends around the world is what I'm doing at the moment doing their classes in different their different time zones and Mm. getting out um living in London it's it's quite busy but you know luckily have a really nice cemetery park close by so Mm. for our uh, walks you know we're able to get out there which is really good and yeah listen to the birds and yeah not not have to sort of think about coming back to drink alcohol is really good yeah Yeah. the nights go so fast now I used to like I couldn't but I can't believe how much I fill my day and night with really compared to even when I was you know when I was drinking and I stopped I remember just it just felt like I had all this time in the world how was I going to fill it but yeah that soon I think if you stop drinking enjoy that time in some ways because <laughs> the times yeah. will soon fill up really <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> well, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about your oils because that's kind of how we met wasn't it um, yeah so you said earlier that you wish you'd kind of had the oils a bit earlier on in your 
sofa journey. So what is it about them that you find so healing and comforting? Um, well, I think with the oils, like they, um, I think one of the, the sort of points of oils is they help create um, a really nourishing, good relationship with yourself. So instead of using substances or even things like, you know, overeating or going to, um, you know, social media, those kind of things um, that are, some, I guess, distracting behaviours, um, the oils help to um, create different new, new pathways, really, in your mind. So instead of, um, I guess, instead of having um, a reaction to go and eat or to watch Netflix for, you know, the rest of the night for, um, <laughs> to numb out from something, to distract yourself, uh, the oils um, help to change that pathway. So mm. if in terms of having, um, so where um, the the, the brain basically can't distinguish between um, past and present memories. So often when we're, when we're um, thinking of something and it's, it's, you know, we want to be distracted from that pain or, you know, that thought will go and, you know, do an unhealthy behavior or, you know, use an unhealthy habit like drinking. So um, whereas the oils using them regularly, that can start to actually help to change the brain pattern. So the, the oils um, attach, uh, so they, they go, if you, say if you inhale an oil, it'll be, um, come through your nose, so through your nostrils, through the tiny hairs there. And then electrical impulses go um, along the olfactory nerve um, into the limbic system where they reach the, um, the olfactory bulb. And at that point, that's where um, things in the limbic system can um, be regulated, um, like your heart rate, um, mm. your respiratory rate, they can, they're actually, the hypothalamus controls those. So you'll actually have physiological reactions there. So you might sort of um, inhale something like bergamot or, or lavender, uh, and that, has a, that actually has a calming effect um, on your respiratory rate and your heart rate. So they can be used to help regulate um, your physiological reactions, but also they um, they can elicit memories. So the smell mm. is is amazing for eliciting memories. So yeah. uh, it's creating those new pathways, and uh, it's it's another way. I just remember those days where I was, um, you know, just want, wanting so badly to go out or to distract myself or to to do something. So I did use things like writing. And, um, you know, I read a lot and watched, um, you know, quite a lot of telly and that sort of time as well. Probably ate junk food, which is, you know, again, part of it. I think when you first, um, you know, when you first stop drinking, I think just if you listen to your body and the main thing really, I think if you are really wanting to stop drinking is just to not drink. So yeah. whatever it takes in a way, I, I, I've fully, fully, um, you know, uh, advocate that definitely because mm. I know that that was what I did as well. But um, if, I think with essential oils, because I've used them later in the journey for um, for self love to really look at my meditation practice and have you know beautiful baths with um, with frankincense and lavender, mm. just very calming because they they're kind of on your skin as well as um, you're inhaling them as well. So that um, having 
having them topically, so on your skin and inhaling at the sort of the same kind of time, that creates even more of a reaction. So that's why a bath is so nice because they're yeah. they're on your skin a bit as well as um as in the air and through the steam and everything. So uh, so a bath is a wonderful place to use essential oils and um yeah, you can't really beat that as well as you know the shower. I, I use them in the shower, so either bergamot um, on my skin or uh, eucalyptus, things that um, are good for wellness and you know mm. opening up our airways. So yeah, so I think there's for things like meditation, for keeping calm, even for uplifting yourself. So um, you, your emotions are quite painful and raw when you've stopped drinking, and so I think. Um, it's good to be able to work through those. So the oils can help with, um, there's some oils like frankincense is the oil of truth. So using frankincense will actually bring up feelings of who you are. You'll bring up memories, you'll, you know, it will support you with that as well. It's like a big giant hug, really, <laughs> frankincense. Mm. Um, <laughs> it also helps heal, helps support um, issues with your father as well. So I think... Mm. Um, myrrh is the equivalent with mother issues so with um the time that i was using frankincense i think what my real aim at that point was was to have a lot of self-love uh, to kind of get that part of me back mm. um to, to find you know find you know fall in love with myself find myself again and really with that i didn't actually know the emotional use for frankincense then and i read about it you know a year later or something about the uh the things like healing issues with your father and and I know at that time um that was something that I I I'd kind of you know I'd worked on I if I felt like I'd done that a lot um over the years and my dad's an amazing person it was just you know some things from childhood that come up that you uh feel you know they're a lot more painful than um they are pain to you they're painful definitely but um there's also uh, the need to let go of that I think to move yeah. forward you're definitely um you know holding on to things from from past and it can be just even with it can be how you well how I remembered them it might not actually have exactly been what happened in some cases I think mm. that's um there's always an element of um how we hold on to memories and yeah. frankincense helps with uh, unlocking the truth and um it's, it's like um it's a it's a connecting oil as well to um, to spirit too. So it's an, an old ancient oil that uh, is just used for so many things. For skincare as well, um, really fantastic to look after your skin in early sobriety. So um, if you're running around looking at um, products, um, I would say try essential oils really because uh, they are just so natural fantastic for your skin going through your skin they, they seep into your cells so they'll you know they're actually healing um healing your insides as well so mm. i think yeah it had um peppermint as well is another oil that is just brilliant for um the times where you don't want to go into that 
kind of deep healing. So you might um, might have some emotional things that are going on, or just to lift your mood, to have um, to inhale peppermint, or put a couple of drops on your hand and mm. breathe in, um, or to diffuse it. Um, it's an instant mood shifter. It's really funny. I just <laughs> sometimes yeah. when I'm in, I mean, I, it's, I'm not immune to bad moods. So if I'm <laughs> if I'm in a bad mood, I'll um, I will just think, oh, you know, what's going on here? And you know, often you need to go for a walk or have some water or make sure you get more sleep but um you know putting something like peppermint and wild orange in the diffuser or just putting a drop in your hands that reaction so it's basically traveling into your um, limbic system and mm. helping with um your emotions um yeah the, the constituents of it actually you know physiologically can help with with uh with mood so and energy so there's lots of things when you uh, first stop drinking that you could do with a little natural um natural push so rather than having you know relying on coke or ice cream or, <laughs> or you know those kind of things to kind of give you a lift um yeah so i mean cinnamon is a really good one if you've got cravings um for chocolate or um mm. yeah that's really nice to diffuse cinnamon is really um really fantastic and even just experimenting in the kitchen with them as well it just feels really really good using um lemon or wild orange or lime uh in in your water as well to detox um mm. you know having a drop of lemon in um in water is is you know fantastic and it's not um acidic because the oils are um cold pressed so the citrus oils are cold pressed so you'll just be um it's just the rind that they use with the essential mm. oils so that's um that's good so the, the lemon lemon oil in your water um uh, is so detoxing for your system mm. and um yeah and if you've depends how you've lived your life but if you then um, noticing your cleaning and all those sorts of things freshening up your your home um in early sobriety you know you can use the essential oils for cleaning so <laughs> so yeah. many so many ways to use them like literally um yeah you could kind of yeah you could pretty much use them for most things <laughs> yeah and, uh, replacing yeah. your fragrances i think if you were like me and a big party girl who sort of liked mm -hmm. to always smell nice when i'd go out you know now you're completely um yeah completely throwing all my perfumes out which um you know are full of toxins and and wearing nice scents like rose or ylang ylang mm. um, magnolia is the oil of self-compassion that's just beautiful mm. for, um yeah oh it's just so gorgeous so mm. that's got a really nice um, scent and particularly this year, now this time of year, there's lots of magnolias out. So yeah. 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 So that's, um, yeah, definitely would recommend. Uh, yeah. There's, there's lots of ways to use them. And that's, that's one of my passions at the moment is, is getting oils into the hands of people that need them. So if mm. there's a, um, yeah, if you've got, if anyone's sort of got a calling to use them, I mean, I, on Instagram, I, um, I've set myself a challenge actually for April to post something every day that was um, about how I use the oils. So that's, um, oh. that's actually been really good fun. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's one of the, I mean I I sort of posted you know sporadically on Soul Tipple because I I do share some of my uh, tips about um, sober life and alcohol free drinks and um, self care self love. There is um, there's a bit about the oils there as well, but it's becoming a little bit more, um, you know, the, the, the Instagram is not so much about, um, 
you know, stopping drinking, but just more about things that fill up your soul. So yeah. it always had that name tipple in it, but it was, it, it was always designed to be um, what, what can I do to fill up my soul or quench my soul rather than reaching for alcohol. So uh, yeah, so it's um, there's a bit there at the moment with our music videos as well, and <laughs> all things that kind of uh, yeah give a high bright high vibration. Um, I think is is uh, is yeah is kind of the word almost um, yeah it's just gives you a smile. I think hearing that word high vibration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, the oils actually that's one thing to mention. They do. Um, yeah, they have high vibrations themselves, being from nature, mm -hmm. uh, being descendants from nature. So, um, like when you walk into a forest, or uh, or you smell, you know, the um, you're cutting up an orange and you smell, you know, mm. the scent of the orange. Um, any of the uh, or a rose, you know, if you're in a rose field or something, you smell a rose bush. Or my favourite, jasmine. When you go past uh, a jasmine bush and you you smell it before you see it, you do. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just that aroma. So that's um, that's essential oils, really. So that's uh, we're just so lucky that they can um, use the process of um, combining um, the sort of the, the heat that they need and also the pressure to that produces the the little oil that you now see. But um, they have such high vibrations as well, like nature does. So mm -hmm. you go into nature and you you instantly start to feel better because of the vibration of the trees and the, the plants and the, the ground. Um, yeah, all that, um, you know, if, if anything, to sort of take away the oils really help with, um, that they are such high vibrations that being around them, low vibrations can't survive. So, mm. so when you're feeling low yourself and you, you're using <clears throat> essential oils, eventually during the work, those low, low vibrations, the memories, the fears, those sorts of things, they'll still come up, but they're supported, but they become less and less um, yeah. experience anyway. Um, you can go through quite deep healing with oils because you need it. <laughs> yeah. the emotions need to come up, um, but the oils are, are you know, a beautiful support um, for you in that time and um, then you know if you're going through something that's um, some memories that are um, quite painful and you, you sort of process through that the oils are there for you to use like lavender to keep you calm um, mm. something like something like eucalyptus to really be able to breathe and yeah take in take in big deep breaths like everything's going to be okay yeah. and uh, yeah so they they constantly raising our vibration by using them which is incredible mm -hmm. um yeah such a such a healing um tool that we can use yeah and especially at the moment in terms of what you said about being in nature obviously we can't go out and be in nature as much as we'd like to at the moment so i suppose it's it's like bringing the outside in isn't it when you yeah. use the oil so you get the benefit of being in nature but from the comfort of your own home that's right yeah that's um yeah that's definitely something that um yeah you know how good you feel when you go out to nature yeah. so it's it's um yeah there's lots of oils that are you know are from trees so the leaves or the bark the resin uh, mm. or even the roots as well so you've got um yeah the, the woody oils again um they're very good like so frankincense is from the resin of um 
the Boswellia tree, um, but you've got oils like cedar wood, Siberian fir, Douglas yeah. fir, they can help with grounding and as well as um, motion and flow. So some of the, where it comes from, say the leaves, like in like cypress, um, that cypress oil, like the, you know, they help again, just keeping things flowing. So, you know, um, you know, life is a cycle, like nothing stays the same forever. I think mm. um, that's one thing. Um, that I learned in meditation, in Vipassana meditation before even getting sober, but it's one thing to remember is that, you know, even if you're going through a painful experience or painful memories that, you know, things do pass, this, yeah. um, this will pass. And uh, yeah, some of the, yeah, the tree oils are beautiful in the home to, to just feel very grounded and feel like you're in a, a forest. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, they do, um, doTERRA do a really good uh, oil called Balance, which does what it says on the bottle. <laughs> it does. Uh, you sent me that and it's yeah. definitely, I loved it. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I could talk to you all day about oils and just chatting to you now I'm imagining my room smelling absolutely gorgeous so I hope that other people listening to this conversation will get the same kind of experience but just before we go you mentioned before we came um, live that you are preparing a, a, a document for people aren't you who want to learn more about how to use oils in yes. sobriety um, so if anybody's interested in getting access to that when it's ready, what, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, so the best is probably if they, um, if you're on Instagram, uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, my Instagram again is soul tipple. So soul S O U L T I double P L E. And, um, yeah, so just message me there. Um, my website's a work in progress at the moment, but yeah. I hope to have that up and running soon. Um, but yeah, I'll be able to email you the document if you send me a message at soul tipple, um, or if you haven't got, um, if you haven't got Instagram, then, um, uh, on Facebook, I'm fee bell. So that's F double E. And then the second word is B-E-L-L. -L, so find me there. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And, and I'll, um, yeah, I'll get that across to you. So, yeah, I just thought it's nice to prepare something. It just gets a little introduction to some of the oils that I started with, with, um, mm -hmm. with uh, my journey. And they cover all aspects, really, of the home. But um, in all of them, you can use them um, emotionally or physically as well um, for uh, getting you through uh, early sobriety or as you sort of do, you know anytime you, you get a hold of the oils really is, is yeah. the right time for you they they yeah. find you when <laughs> they find you when you most need them I they think. Do. So, so um yeah so I'd be happy to hear from anyone and um we can you know chat through what your needs are as well oh thank you Fee thank you so much I really enjoyed this inspiring oh. uplifting conversation today me too gail it was lovely really good to talk to you and thanks for having me oh you're welcome my pleasure thank you See thank you, you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then please share and subscribe for more help and support go to the sober bliss website soberbliss.com connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.